Hello and welcome to this, the newest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. I've lost track of what episode it is, so I'm not even going to bother to try. As always, it's Sean Peterbudge, joined by Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian. Buonasera ragazzi. Very busy man today, Fabian. <laughs> and Tim Davis, project manager. Infrastructure manager. Infrastructure manager at the Burwood Brickworks. Correct, Sean. Wonderful new development. Well, we're almost there. We don't open till December, but yes, it's going to be, be a wonderful new development. Huge part of the project, of course, tomorrow. Um, massive part of the project tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Taking place, probably, arguably, I think it's probably the most important part of the project to date. So, little milestones. How have we all been? Oh. Don't rush in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I've had a really good week. Um, I think we came off a pretty big weekend of sport. There we was, did. Um, you know, it was a veritable smorgasbord of sport. And if you couldn't find something that um, that uh, you didn't enjoy, you probably weren't trying hard That's enough. no pleasing you. Mm. Fabian, you think you're dying. You want to give us an update on your health? <laughs> I'm just not, feeling, just not feeling the greatest at the moment. So. Fabian's been on WebMD a bit too much. It feels, doesn't feel well. I'm dying. Dr. Google. I haven't found anything to... Uh to you know, I haven't, I haven't pinpointed it yet. To, to he hasn't found anything to either prove or disprove. No, I, nothing will ever beat my mate Manny, who diagnosed himself with a peptic ulcer. <laughs> and did he have one? I have no idea, but he's convinced it's an awfully, it's an awfully uh, like specific well, medical term. Well, he got to the bottom of it, <laughs> so to speak. Well, um, I, I a, I've, can I just tell a Doctor Google story? Yes, my eleven-year-old son Torren. Um, we brought him home as a newborn. We'd probably had him at home maybe seven days. And um, and every time we, I went to pick him up out of his bed, he was saturated. And I, th- and I just thought he was, like, sweating heavily. Squid man. <coughs> and, um, and we're Googling, you know, heavy sweating in a child, you know, a newborn and all that sort of stuff. And basically... We ascertained through Dr. Google that he had cancer. That's usually the result. <laughs> I had a rash on my arm, and I was like, oh, I think it's like I've been bitten by something. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. And I, like, we're just looking at it, and, and in the end, do you know what it was? Nothing. We were putting his... Um, Wrapping him up in blankets? Well, no, we weren't putting his nappy on tight enough, and so basically when he was I was actually pissed. It was, basically, it was piss. There you go. Yeah. So you thought it was sweat. But you just sort of thought, we'd finally brought this kid home and we'd fallen in love with him and we thought, this is fantastic. And I thought, okay, we're going to have to say goodbye to him soon. So. <laughs> it's an awfully dark note to start well, on. Just, but yeah. all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. It was well. just a lot of urine. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Do we want to start with uh, shout-outs? Fabian doesn't have a shout-out. No. Shout-out to you, Sean. Shout-out. Thanks. What about? What for? Uh, who cares? Make something up. Okay. I feel honoured. Um, my shout-outs to... Uh, Tim sort of touched on it. The sporting scene in the UK on Sunday night, a really, really like excellent British Grand Prix, yep. was just completely irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the better races of the year. Had some really, really good highs. Uh, Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc's battle was fantastic, but absolutely pushed. Not Paled even, into insignificance. Like, you know when you get like the nothing sports right next to the obituaries <laughs> in the paper? That's what the, this really good British Grand Prix won by Lewis Hamilton Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Who cares? Because at Lords and at uh, Wimbledon, SW19 for those people at home, unbelievable, unbelievable. Like a- any one of them on their own, it goes down as one of like, like a decade-long highlight in world sport. Well, we've seen uh, 
indisputably the best Cricket World Cup final of all time. Yep. And Wimbledon's probably the best Wimbledon final of all time. There's some competition there. Well, Federer o- and Nadal. Oh, eight, eight pushes it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and obviously even, even uh, was it nine, Roddick and Federer? Yep. Was outstanding. Yep. Um, but just the quality of the two comp- uh, competitions were just just phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. And a special shout out to my man, Roger. Unbelievable. Our man. I have never, yeah, love him. Yeah. I have never been flatter about an event like not Carlton related than I was on Monday. And I went to bed, I turned the tally off at whatever it was, five in the morning. And I woke up and I was absolutely flat as a tack yeah. on Monday. Yeah. What is it about Novak? Because like Novak no has one, put... No one likes him. No one warms to him. Cause, and it's funny because like he, he does his impersonations of players and all that sort of stuff and he seems to nail it. And often when they're doing exhibition matches or he does it in you know, nothing games, the crowd cheers and and they like what he does but I just don't think they like him but, and, you know, and but it, I don't know if it's even that you know I think it's quite simple is that he's just he's a bit cold like some players are unlucky like an Andy Roddick I think won one Grand Slam yeah. won a, a US Open 2003 maybe if Roger Federer is not around Andy Roddick wins six, seven, Possibly, yeah, wins a right. whole bunch more. You're right. Some players are just victims in terms of actual tangible success about the era that they played in. Yep, yep. In terms of Novak, Novak's just unlucky that the most likable sportsman on the planet is the greatest sportsman of all time, plays his sport yeah. and at the same time. Yep. And he's going, the crowd, as much as they were over the moon and appreciative of the, the spectacle that both players put on. They just not, didn't want him to win. Not a, man, not a man, woman or child in that venue wanted Novak to win. Except maybe Novak's parents. Except Novak's box. Yeah. Like, and that's not an exaggeration. When, no, no, when, no, when Federer broke to serve for the match, the roar of the crowd was unbelievable. Yeah. The roar of the crowd as he, they walked, I think they changed hands, was this, this moment of, like, our man's going to win. And he had two match points. 40-15. And look... I said this on the text, and I'm happy to say it here. I think everyone wanted Roger to <laughs> thanks, win. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, I, I thought that, and we'll go into it a bit later, but like Federer won more points, more aces, more breaks, more games. He loses the match, three tie breaks. Should have hit more fours. Should have, but he should have <laughs> hit more boundaries. <laughs> but you sit there and you just go... It ends the way it ends. I don't understand why the final doesn't have an advantage set. I understand why a semi-final, a quarter-final has an advantage set because you need to get those matches over and done with. You can't have uh, Isner and Mahu. Mahu 61-59. We can't have that holding up an entire round of tennis. Yep. But the final, what are yeah. we waiting for? What are we waiting for at the yeah, final? What yeah. are we holding up? Well, and this is the thing. If And maybe it's... Well, it wouldn't even be a ticketing thing. Like if no, you, if you got to a, a stage where you said, "All right, well, we're done for the day. We're coming back tomorrow, and everybody gets in free." Get ticket. It'll be exactly the same as what happened when Pat Rafter played Goran Ivanisevic, and everybody walked in off the street, and it was a little bit of a a party environment. But let's face it: if you're sitting at twenty three, twenty two in the Wimbledon final, well, let's have a party. And I now mean, that they've this got the, is but one now for the ages, but now they've got the roof as well. Yeah, it's lit up. I just, my attitude is, and we're going to talk about it with the cricket. Win the match. Yeah. When it's the title, win it. Win it. Hmm. Don't, oh, we're 12 all. Uh, is that one or tie break? I just don't understand it. Well, like I said, totally get it for the first round, the semi final, whatever. Because you have to get those matches done. Yep. Yep. But it's the final. And when you've got a thing, you're sitting there going, 
do we want this to end, really? Ultimately? Well, you just want to be satisfied with it. Now, at the end of the day, if you know you're going to a tiebreaker, well, you know, that's what you've got to do to mm. be able to get over the line. So both players knew what was on the horizon. So, And that was actually a little funny story emerged with that. Apparently, <clears throat> I don't know if Roger did, but apparently Novak at one point asked the chair umpire, he said, I think it was 6-5, and he goes, he said to the umpire, he goes, is it 10 all? He goes, when's the tiebreak? He goes, is it 10? And the umpire goes, no, it's 12. And he goes, okay. Mm. So he's sitting there going, the number one player in the world was a bit like, when is it? What do we do now? Like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And look, ultimately, I just thought that from having watched, I was watching the Grand Prix and sort of flicking back and forth, but I watched the end of the second set on, back with the tennis, uh, the, the cricket. I just thought, I don't know, there's something about it where I was sort of Novak played a bit. Do I use the word? I, uh, I he was a bit of a coward. But he always has been. For large parts of the third, fourth and fifth sets. Well, er, early in his Safe. career, there was a lot of Safe. games where he was in strife and he would withdraw. I just he would, he would quit. You're something you're watching it. And the, the example I use is in the fifth set of the Wimbledon final. Yeah. Roger Federer pulls out two of the most unbelievably brilliant drop shots, drop shots you've ever seen. And he's going for it. And Novak played great tennis at times. Not a problem when he's serving to... Oh, sorry, when he's trying to stay in the match at 15-40. Not an issue. Yeah. At the obviously... Uh, serve himself out of strife a few times to say breaks. But he's, and he's faced two match points against totally. one of the greatest servers of all time. I mean, at, at that stage when it's on Federer's racket, I mean, it's and, a, he, he's over the line. He's and won that's it the already. Thing. You sit there and you go, "That's I'm not taking anything away from him." But at key moments in those sets, you look not at taking it, anything away from him. Right? But at key moments in those like sets, <laughs> you know, I'm watching it, thinking, "There's one guy out there trying to win it. Yep. You're trying to stay in it, and you ultimately, like you pinch, you pinch tie breaks." Mm. And you but win it, but it's like boxing too, isn't it? In you can you can defend while somebody else is attacking, and that's that's part of the craft. So it is. You know, if if you if you play dead a little bit and you conserve a bit of energy while old mate at the other end's having a you know lashing at you, winning six one or six four or whatever else. Well, as you sort of said at the end of the day, it's whoever wins the fifth sets your winner, and if he's conceded more points you know, won fewer games, all that sort of stuff, you know, it is what it is. But if you've won three sets and he's won two, well, I think we that's said, why uh, you're the Wimbledon champion. I think we said on Twitter it was one of those quirks. You know when, like, you win a game kicking less goals? Yes. It was one of those quirks where Federer wins enough games to win two matches, breaks more, he loses three tiebreakers. Yeah. And he's lost. You know, it's just, like I said, I was absolutely flat as attack yep. on Monday about the result. Would have loved to have seen him win. Um before we move off the tennis, that might put pay at least at the moment to the notion that Federer can't compete in um, Grand Slam five setters anymore. There was that idea going around that the three set master stuff was more his go yep. because of his age and fitness and all that kind of stuff. He's gone twelve all, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, um, and the cricket itself. I mean, what do we make of? There's only one talking point really. Oh. Absolutely, which is a shame out of such a good game that there is a the greatest game of, point at the end of it. The greatest game of one-day cricket of all time. I think I think we shouldn't gloss over that. I think we shouldn't go straight to the controversy and what's irritating about how it ended. And actually, you know, sit back for a second. I hate cricket, and you guys know that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. It doesn't well, get better than that. Well, it had the potential the dra- drama to, to in a, draw in a people final into the sport. Doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Because now, people like you might watch more cricket now because of an event like that. But at the end of the day, in presenting such a, a fantastic example of the sport, 
they've shot themselves in the foot with one of the worst examples of the sport at the end because yeah, you're but going things you like be taken seriously. I mean, things like the the boundary that comes off Stokes's bat. Yep. Mm. It's a quirk, but it made the game interesting. But it was wrong. So if you want to re- rewrite all these rules that now we don't like, well, we got to rewrite that one too. It's, it doesn't come down to anything. It doesn't finish the way it finishes. It doesn't yep. go to a super over. The only thing that was wrong with the World Cup final is on the seventh line or eighth line of the super over rules, there's a little quirk that says, team with the most boundaries wins if it gets there. Yeah. But that, which that, when they've written it, when they've written it in, when they've written it in, I reckon they've gone. That to me smacks. It'll of, never happen. Never yeah. happen. That to me just smacks of whoever came up with the rules said well, we don't have to worry about that. If teams yeah. in the AFL are tied on wins, percentages, and goals, toss a coin. If they toss a coin, they're thinking oh, it'll never happen. But you toss a coin just to be able to say, well, who's in sixth and who's in seventh? They do the same thing with. Who picks where in the draft in the NFL? If you've ended up on exactly the same, yeah. Record. But what about if you're eight and nine? Yeah, good point. So it's so that would decide it, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah. So if you if you you can miss the finals on a coin toss on a coin toss because usually you'd say if it just gives you a position and you play against an opponent anyway. Um, well, if you want to win the premiership, you've got hmm. to beat anyone anywhere, anytime. So wouldn't send Trincochet to that uh, to that coin coin toss. It's a good point. It's a very good bit. Mind you, I mean, the coin toss is what it is, but it's what do you do when you win it? And, I mean, he at least won the coin toss. <laughs> He'd go, we'll finish ninth. Thank you. Yeah, exactly right. We'll take the ninth. We'll take the ninth. We're Richmond. Yeah. But that's it. That, and that's the biggest bugbear of mine for that whole thing is there isn't a winner. Well, the comment was New Zealand lost the World Cup by zero runs. Like they, they sit there. My takeaway from the whole thing, the more I thought about it, the more I sit there and think, if I'm Owen Morgan... And I'm a professional nah, sportsman. Yeah, I know where you're going to go. No, but if I'm a professional sportsman, this you know uh, once in a four, once in a four years showpiece event of my sport, I don't I don't feel like I've won it lifting the trophy. I reckon it's horseshit. There's part of me that sits there and goes, forever and a day, and he'll probably be knighted because that's the way England works. Yeah. Um, forever and a day, he'll be introduced as World Cup winning captain Owen Morgan, and there'll be someone that goes, nah, didn't win it. You didn't win it, mate. It was a draw. Yeah. There was no winner. It was a tie. And you sit there and go, what an unbelievable moment it would have been. Part of an Oricon, he can, he'll, someone will ask him at some point. If it was me, there'd be part of me sitting there going, do we go again? It's not over. Super over. Go, we haven't won. Go to the umpire, go to Kane Williams and go, it's not over. We haven't won. We're tied. And you sit there and go, There's, that's a moment. It would have of, taken 10 minutes. It's a moment of pure sportsmanship to sit there and go, to recognise what everyone in the world can recognise, that everyone with a stake in the game can recognise, that everyone in New Zealand can recognise, that everyone with a bit of common sense in England can recognise. The match is tied. The Poms have never won one, though. And, and, and you have basically said, oh, and here is the World Cup. And then you sit there and go, once again. Yeah, but they, they knew that they needed, 50, they needed 16. No, but that's, see, that's well, the problem. And, and thing, it wasn't like it happened. Ball, then, 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 then yeah. they were they, That's why they went for the second one. Yeah. No, but that's the, the problem. Out. I don't give a shit. The rule is redundant. The rule will be changed. It will be. No, no yeah. final will ever be decided that it's way in, ever again. Unpalatable. So my attitude is, you sit there and you weigh it up and you go, and you know, you know what's the worst case out of that situation? Maybe you played and you lose or whatever. Maybe they sit there and go, no, we can't do it. But at least you've offered. Yeah. And you've said, well, apparently Ben Stokes said after they credited him with six runs, he actually said, 
can you change it to two? I don't want the four. And he still had seven runs to make off two balls, mm. but he sort of figured, well, you know, I reckon I'm half a chance at doing this. Yeah. But he actually said, I don't want the six And, of course, runs. you alluded to earlier, it should have only been five. It should have been five, yeah. What's this thing that they didn't cross? Or... No, so he didn't so make his ground. Says, yeah, because, no, 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 the rule was um, when that if it if it does what it does, yes, you get four runs, but they said it's it's the instant is when the ball is released by the fielder because ultimately it's kind of like it's the fielder's fault mm-hmm. that it hit. But they hadn't Stokes crossed bat. at that time. They hadn't crossed, so therefore... Um, it, it, what the two things that should have happened is, A, it should have been five runs, mm. but Ben Stokes would have been at the non-striker's end, which would have been the biggest thing out of the determination that they'd yeah. only completed one run at the time See, I just that thought the ball it was, was thrown. Yes, that was my misunderstanding. So get I, the four runs, but Stokes would have been the non-striker. And the and, mm. and the number 11 batsman's facing, trying to get the, whatever it worked out to yeah. be, the three runs to win off two balls. See, that, yeah, see, my misunderstanding was it was, it was number 10 that he was out of his ground, weekend. that he actually hadn't made the run yet. It was irrelevant. Yeah, okay. It was irrelevant. Yeah, well, it's just... It uh, was, look, it was, it's a shit rule, but they knew it going into... I don't think they did. No, they were told. They, they knew were, it going into the super over. Yeah, they were briefed. Oh, they didn't, they didn't know pre-game. Let's smack, but you don't change the way you play anyway. No, no, that's right. You don't that's go, right. just in case we get to a super over, let's, let's, let's make sure we... Let's on the ground. Yeah, let's... Uh, Take yeah. some risks and get some boundaries. Well, so I, I jokingly said to a bloke at work, I said, you know, the rule shouldn't have been most fours. The winner should have been Wickets. which skipper's dad drives the heaviest car. Because it's as, it's as irrelevant I would, as... If who, they were because have, the bottom line is, who cares whether you hit more fours or not? At the end matter. of the day, your, sco- your scores yeah, were the same anyway. What about if we filled up in the morning and you're on an empty tank, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> and... The thing for me, uh, but it's it, as ludicrous. I understand. It's, it's just, it's, just, it's arbitrary. If there was going to be a tiebreak, why wasn't it wickets? Well, that's what I thought. You know, at the end of the day, you've essentially tried to decide it on the number of runs that you've scored, and that hasn't separated mm. you. Well, there were there were bowlers and there were fielders. If one team's been able to take ten wickets, the other side's so only been able to take England were all out. New Zealand yeah. were eight down. Yeah. You sit there and go, well, that's a better tiebreaker than because it's a better score. As, as, you, as you alluded to, if I make three hundred in singles, yeah. And you make three hundred hitting sixes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it it's might irrelevant. be sexier to be able to watch, but yeah. at the end of the day, it was your score, and, and it wasn't more than the opposition. Before we move off this, and, and obviously, we, as Fab said, we want to celebrate the fact that it was an unbelievable advertisement for the, uh, particularly the fifty-over game, which has been a bit of a whipping boy of um, of cricket fans and the general public for quite some time. And it goes to show not that since I, the days of Michael Bevan. Well, true, true. Have we enjoyed, enjoyed um, one day cricket? So. And I, I've long, I've long said that. The longer form of cricket, when it's a good contest, is as compelling as any form of sport in the world. Agreed. Um, T20s can be just frivolous nonsense and they're over very quickly. Um, Somebody made the point, I think it was actually Mark Stevens, shout out to Steve-O, when he said, why wouldn't the super over just be two overs? So one from each end, that way you you nullify any short boundary nonsense or up the hill, down the hill, into the wind, whatever. You nullify all that, you have... Margin for error then becomes smaller. Yep. But you also the likelihood of it being tied after two overs is slimmer. Yes. And you get one from each end. You can bowl a spinner. You can bowl a quickie. You can bowl whatever. Just give them an extra wicket. And you go well. That's probably more fair. It's less arbitrary than you got yep. six balls. Yep. One from each done. There but you then, go. as you say, you can say that it can still be drawn at the end of that, and you're going. And and the answer was, you know, well, what what the hell do we do now? Hmm. The simple answer is we go again. Well, and, and the only other thing that's that sat poorly with me is 
if it was rained out, there was no extra game. It or was, was there a, not? It, it was a tie. I thought there was. If it was no, rained out, they had a they had a lay day. No, they had thing. a lay day for the semi-finals. Why they didn't have for the grand final. Would you not have? Oh. So if if it had have been rained out, ridiculous. It was a tie. So there was going to be two winners, a dual winners. So at the end of fifty overs and the super over, if you haven't been able to separate them, tie. You're both winners, dual holders. We of can't the World have Cup. a tie. That's very twenty first century dad of you, Tim. Well, no, I'm just. I, I would rather a tie. Than Everyone's winners. No, no, but I would have rather a tie. You at get the end a World Cup. <laughs> you get a World Cup. After seven weeks of fierce competition, everyone wins. It's not not having it. But, but, not, but, not, I, I, World but Cup's at least not a that McDonald's would be accept- timber. No. No. But that's got to be more acceptable than saying you hit more fours. But it is, still but it's still... But you still didn't win. Yeah, but, it is. But as a result, you win. It is more acceptable, but it's still not as acceptable as let's find a result. No, I agree. There should have been another super over. I think that's... I just I think everyone recognises that's probably the outcome. So if it, had rained, if it had rained in London on Sunday, it would have just been a tie and we would have just... That's it. So no I one... We didn't seen. actually play the game. There are now two holders of the World Cup. That's just ridiculous. It's not like the game. It's not like Lords is booked for a kids party on Monday. It's not like the McDonald's party room. Sorry, Jimmy, we can't facilitate you this week. Yep. Booked out. Fucking ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. Um, do we get up to anything else during the week? Did anyone? Can I give you another shout out? Yes. Overnight, if you paid any attention to the Tour de France, I knew you were going. There to we go. An Australian guy by the name of Caleb Ewan won his first Tour de France stage. Knackers. Caleb Ewan, little pocket rocket that he is, really powerful sprinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was stage 11. In got, the mountains? No, no, no. It was a flat stage. But he got over Dylan Gronewagen, mm-hmm. um, who had beaten him by literally the width of his tyre in stage seven. This time they went at it again, and uh, and pretty much he won by exactly the same margin the other way around. So it was Exciting a very, very satisfying victory. But if you get to watch the replay, um, Gronewagen's... Um, um, lead out rider sitting right in front of him, and he he takes him to about the last three hundred meters, and Ewan sitting right behind Groen Vagan, whatever his name it was is, Peter Sagan. Well, no, he he finished fourth. But I can and, still going. And this this was the point that I was actually going to make is he when he sits behind in the, in the lead out, all of a sudden the bloke on the front peels off, and for uh, you know for a bit of a, a stride or what the equivalent in in cycling is. For a moment, it looked like Ewan was going to follow the lead-out rider that was stopping rather than follow Dylan Gronenwagen, who went the other way. And in the end, he, he, he lost about a bike length, but he was powerful enough to be able to catch back up to him and go around him. And in the meantime, Viviani and Sagan, who have both won stages in the tour so far, they had no match where's, for Ewan at where's, all. Where's Mark Cavendish? No, no, he's old now, and I don't even—I don't think he's in the tour this year at all. Didn't so. he? Was there some 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 unsavouriness with Mark? Wasn't there? I don't know. I don't know. Like they all point the finger. You're all on drugs. Don't point the but finger I, I at one of them. That, I don't know that. Kevin, I don't think Port Cavendish was drugs, was he? Port's coming about twenty-first at the Ugh. moment. That's it's fallen away. Well, he's about two and a half minutes behind. So basically, he lost a minute and a bit in he the may as time well, trial. He seriously did. He may as well pack it up for next year. Well, it's two and a half minutes off well, the pace. It's he's Pyren- never going to find Pyrenees it. tonight. He could ride around France for three months, <laughs> and he wouldn't find that two and a half minutes. Well, I think for where he's at and the strength of the old Team Sky, which is now called Team Ineos, they are they, they look so powerful with Garant Thomas and uh, who's Egan leading. Bernal. 
Well, the leader is still a bloke, um, bloke we talked about last week, Julian Alaphilippe, who won the King of the Mountains last year. Pokerdot? Polka dot man, he's been in yellow for about five of the last six days. Who do you win this King of the Mountain? Peter Brock trophy or something? Or well, I don't know. I think they give you <laughs> a trophy, terrible. but he gets to wear a. <laughs> that is awful. He does get to wear a uh, polka dot jersey for uh, for a few weeks, but he's still in yellow at the moment. Who's the sprinting champion? Well, Sagan's in green. Sagan, excellent. Yeah. So, and and obviously with the way that the points classification goes. Yep. There are points on offer during stages as well as at the end. Yep. And Sagan is just the master of being in the right place at the right time. And he, he he basically, in every single sprint, he will always finish somewhere in the top four. He'll win a lot of them, but he basically gets points every single time they're on offer. So although guys like Viviani, um, there's another guy called Sonny Colbrelli who's won a couple of stages as well. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, Where's Buku? <laughs> Buku Gamas. Um but they don't have the consistency um, that Sagan where's, has. So. Uh, where are the Schlecks? Well, you asked this last week. so <laughs> I, I, know, the, I know you have a very, very narrow portfolio is, of cyclists that you where can is draw Alberto on. Alberto Contador? No, Alberto. I think he's giving special comment. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Is so he he's retired. steak whilst doing it? That's why oh, yeah, con- Contaminated meat. <laughs> that's why, in fad, he didn't dope. No, none he of them do. He just had a steak that was laced. With testosterone? <laughs> no, he was Clem Buterol. Was he really? There you go. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Clem. Clem. Old mate uh, Josh and Lockie, I believe. Lockie hey. Keefe. Yeah. Who's the other one? Josh Thomas. Josh Thomas. They had a steak that, would you believe it, Fab? Would you believe it? That the steak was laced with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the piece of meat in the hangover yes. that they fed to the tiger. They it was f- just- <laughs> Lockie, Lockie looked over the table and he said, do you mind passing the salt? And... Josh said, not a problem. And he salt he is blue. He goes, clean butyrol. goes, what's with the salt? It's all powdery. And he goes, not a worry. And then they ate it. And fucking, would you believe it? Mm. Would you believe it if somebody told you? Poor mate Alberto. Stitched up, I reckon. Yes. So, as I said before, they're actually heading into the Pyrenees this Excellent. evening. So, um, I reckon they should go into the Pyrenees. Like, start. Like, with no map or anything. <laughs> with no, like, defined... It's like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, with no, no defined stage... No defined, like, this is where the stage ends. Just up the fucking mountain. Two days later. Yeah. <laughs> Winner of the tour, John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> John J. Rambo. Don't, don't, don't forget his middle initial. I just reckon that how exciting would that be? And no... Um, Why were they after he'd been Rambo one? Because he came back to town and he was just a bit argumentative. And, and Didn't in talk. Fa- how was he argumentative? In, in fairness, in fairness... Um, and then he blew up everything. No shit. What was the what was the sheriff's name? I'm just trying to blank on the guy's name. Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy's character. <laughs> In fairness, Brian Dennehy could have handled things a bit better. <laughs> you reckon? Like Rambo, instead of putting on a full manhunt. Spot for a on. Bloke. Rambo comes back to town. Does Brian and- Dennehy survive? Because I was going to say, because if he survived, he's he wounded. Was yeah, he survived. I think serious wounded. retraining was to be had at the look, end of that. Because look, Rambo comes in, and I get it. Rambo's got a bit of an attitude problem. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Not a problem. He wasn't very agreeable. Well, he thinks that the uh, America won the war. That that's the problem. He's not very agreeable. So I get it. Brian Denny, if he had his time over again, just let the guy go. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Because what you've ended up doing is starting more harm than good. Like like Rambo. <laughs> He causes a lot of property damage in that movie. A lot. A lot. A lot. Have you seen the, the trailer for The Last Blood? Is there another one? There's a new Rambo, yeah, oh Last Blood. As opposed to not, First not, Blood. Not with Stallone. Yes. There's only one John Rambo. You can't recast John Rambo. 
come on, Fabian. They're going to recast. That franchise was at its end when he was picking up sheep in Afghanistan. What a terrible film that was. But the was that three? That was three. That's three. The fourth one was okay. Which is the one where he's, he's, he's peeling off the leeches? That's got to be two. Right? Yeah. That's two. Because he's in like he's, he's, two the he's one back where he's, in like Vietnam or whatever it is. He's two the one where he's disguised in the mud wall and, and, and he, he sees his eyes. The eyes. <laughs> John, that would have taken you forty five minutes to press yourself against that wall and cover yourself totally in mud, just waiting <laughs> it's for from that era where waiting for one Arnie's guy. done something similar in Predator. He's gone. I'll better him. Yeah, sure. That's Raise before the Predator or the sheep as it happens. I'm gonna look that up. The nah, last blood, last blood um, is. Uh, Technically, as it's obviously the last outing for John, and it basically looked like somebody, probably Stallone, saw Logan, you know, the last Wolverine film, and went, "Yeah, let's just do that," because that's what it looks like. It looks like he's ripped off Logan. Oh, whatever your inspiration is. Where are we? Rambo: First Blood, Part Two. <laughs> 1985. Predator was 1987. Wow. Mm. So Arnie's tried a better Stallone. Well, they were doing like. Apocalypse Now as well, like in the coming out of the water sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, so look Maybe. out for that one. Last Blood, I think it's out next year. Probably oh, right. It. I figured it had been. No, come on. First Blood Part 2 is what Hot Shots rips off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Amongst other things, Amongst yes. other things, yeah. When he grabs the, the, Top ha- the, handful of, the handful of bullets and just throws. Just throws. <laughs> What's his name? Topper Harley? Topper Harley. Topper Harley, yeah. That's a great trivia question. Don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> That's the tiebreaker. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Hot shots, part deux. Part deux. Yeah. That was back in the day, of course, when you had your... They were just aping... Film goes in cycles like that, doesn't it, when they make those spoof films? They need to wait a generation of films to spoof, and then they, they do it at the end as like a yearbook. When was the last time it was a spoof movie? Oh, they made remade Scream. Not another teen movie and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and yeah, they did like yeah. scary movie. Was that early two thousands right. ripping the off the yep. s- the scream the revival? Genre. Yeah, that and the I know what you did. Exactly right. Yeah. Final destination, all that yes, shit. Yes. How good are those movies? Final destination. Yeah, it's like watching a an OH and S. Mm, it is uh, actually. Movie, it and is. you just sit there and going, spot the risk, spot the danger, <laughs> see what is going to finish this dude off, and you sit there and you're going, it's got to be the kettle, it's got to be the buzzsaw. That kid handling the roller coaster <laughs> yeah, isn't exactly. paying attention. No, that's the logs. Yeah. The logs. I remember watching that in the cinema going, it's the logs. The lo- this is gonna get, a log's going to come through the window. But then the one when they're at the, the drag racing and all that sort of stuff. and When I your time's up. Your time's up. Your time. You I think can't that's cheat death. The message of the Final Destination series: Go gracefully. Mm. But we digress. <laughs> um, I don't even know what we were talking about. Do you want I, to talk I, about? I, I had one more shout out. Oh fucking! Because I didn't know how many we were going <laughs> to hey, have. You're lucky I didn't have a shout out. Yeah, this well, week. it's exactly right. But a simple one. Um, I'll be the judge of that. And and I'm not her biggest fan, but for sheer longevity, she's magnificent. Um, Serena Williams. Yeah, oh don't, Lord, don't, don't shout maybe out on this don't, program. Maybe don't go too deep. No, into no, that, no, there's no. A question uh, about it. Is it about how many years she's made the top four? No. Good. Okay. Because this is what a, I'm going. There's a question about the match. Okay. Well, the the point that I was going to make is at Wimbledon she's managed to get into the last four of mm. a Grand Slam, which means in twenty different years she's made the final four in a Grand Slam. In that given year, and you just sit there and you're going, "That's remarkable longevity to be that good over that 
extent of time. Do we need some better competition? Well, I know we don't. Use, you'll say something yeah. about Federer. And, uh, no, no, no. Well, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. That's true. You can only beat whoever turns up. And and you might say she might have might have existed in a quarter of a century where women's tennis was at a its its lowest ebb, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. But at the end of the day, all you can do is front up and keep winning, and that's what she's managed to do. So, <laughs> as I said, she, she's not one of my favourites. But um, why don't players? When, when you read a couple of stats like that, you sit there and you're going, "Wow, that's this is going to sound ridiculous." So bear with me. <laughs> why don't players? Why don't her opponents make her play tennis? Because whenever I watch her play, like extended, you know, a whole match or whatever, unbelievable power. Yep. Mo- the most powerful women's tennis player of all time. Make her run. Make her move around. Yep. Especially now. Make especially now. I'm not talking about 15 years ago in yep. mid 20s, early 20s, but especially now, make her move around. Yeah. Make her actually approach the net. Have to show touch, etc. Make her have to think the point through. What? Because she doesn't want rallies. But but obviously she she carries with her great power. Absolutely. But there's obviously magnificent court craft to be able to push players into certain positions where there is only one or two shots that they can play, and therefore she doesn't need to be covering huge ground to be able to counter the next you know shot that's coming. Is mm. is that not part of it as well? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. And again, if she's done it for 20 years, she obviously kind of knows what she's doing. Well, she's no mug. She's no hack fraud. She's no hack fraud. <laughs> um, so that's the shout-outs done. Good stuff. Going to move on now to uh, the Blues. Fabian might join us for this one. He's still just, <laughs> he's still just doing his daily work at the moment. He's designing a roundabout. Um, it's been, <laughs> having watched you tackle that bad boy, all, bad boy all day, I feel for you. I'm exhausted for you. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. He's trying to find an extra metre here and there to fit it. You've never seen this many services in one little... <laughs> the, recommended, like, the recommended circumference, what is it, 16? Well, it was 16 metres, but I could only fit about five. <laughs> and what is it, the minimum's 14? Yeah, no, it's, it, no it's, just, it's just it's horrible. The whole thing's horrible. So Where is it so we can get so our listeners can go and find it once it's finished? No. It may or may not be in Altona. <laughs> <laughs> Just drive around Altona looking for shitty roundabouts. <laughs> You'll find it eventually. Um, we're going to move this on. Is <laughs> we're we're going to record live. What's this bill? We're going to record Holy live. Holy shit. This what did you do with this one, Fabian? This I think Sean chuckled when I asked Pete if he wanted me to design it on the oh, cheap. brilliant. Do you, do you want it to be safe or cheap? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, is that not the most Fabian thing I've ever heard? We're going to move on now to uh, the football, sport proper. What do we make of 